We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Today, uh, we have a special guest. Everyone's here, by the way. Yo, uh, yo. We have a special guest, Mustafa Gonum. Gonum. One of our boys growing up. Played high school sports with Nick. Elm Jack legend. Elm Jack legend. <laughs> Yo, for real. I said that when he walked in, but Mustafa was dead ass a legend. He was bigger than everyone. Were you not bigger than everyone? I was. I was. And yeah. like would hit bombs. So like the pony field, it was like 13, 14 year olds. He, there were dead center was the deepest part of the park, obviously. Yeah. And there was like a scoreboard that no one ever used. The one right by the Riker sign, right? Yeah, and he'd hit it out there. And I That's was like blown away. I'm like, Yo, how are you doing this at 13 years old? I felt special when I hit one there when I was like, 17. <laughs> Yo, we also need to point out, we called him a legend. And usually on this episode, when you get called a legend, it's not a good thing. But, you know, it's it, it's a good legend, not a bad legend. So we just had to point it out. You hit yeah. bombs like that at 13? I don't even remember, but I guess so. He's <laughs> just so much bigger than everyone. that Like, him and Dennis, everyone, like, at Elm Jack knew who he was. Yeah. And this was when I was going to Elm Jack, like, every day as a kid. It was either straight yeah, home this, from school, homework, and then Elm Jack for the 530 games. This is when... Little League Baseball was everything back then. I was an ICYP here, though. I was uh, I was uh, the I rival about Elm Jack back then. That was lame. Yeah. It was. Elm Jack all day. I should have been an Elm Jack the whole time. Elm Jack was definitely a more, like, put together yeah. thing. ICYP, yeah. they just kind of, like, let the gate open, like, hope people show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think. <laughs> it's true. And it's then, literally what it's like. The umpire, well, like, yo, Mike Egan, God rest his soul. But he, he was a great guy. But towards the end... It got to the fact that like, he can't really see. There's another guy, Frankie, another great guy. He literally had eye allergies yeah, where his eyes would... Grass. He was no, allergic he to grass. Allergic to grass. <laughs> his eyes would be completely watered over. Yeah. And he'd be upping. Yeah. And completely miss every call. Dude, his eyes look like someone took a dump in both eyes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yo, crazy. I mean, that entire setup is, like you said, it's it, it's a mess. Yeah. Yo, that is such prime real estate, too, in Australia. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 
Man, I wish I ran that place. And it's still open, right? Yeah, yeah still open. it's still open. Still barely making it. Yo, also, he's an owl. Owl's up, baby. Here we go. High school pride. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. went to LIC, too. So. PSAO, uh, boys. You know what I'm uh, saying? I got you. I got you. Uh, Out here. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. So uh, <laughs> Me and Joe holding down the CHSA. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Catholic high schools. <laughs> Um, anyway, today we were just kind of going to have an open conversation about, uh, this is a weird way to frame it, but just being like parents for a second. Cause like we wanted to have the conversation about which sports you're comfortable with your kids playing and which you're not and what kind of like sport parent you would be. Personally for me, I feel like I might be a little harder on my kids than most people would be comfortable with. I'm not going to like go crazy <laughs> no. and make them do pushups and shit. But I'm definitely like you're gonna be a screamer, right? No, no, I'm not gonna be a screamer. Yes. I'm just gonna, like not gonna deal with like, for instance, this is what I mean. When I was growing up, my dad, whenever we would be upset or something like that, like I remember being young, or actually my brother. I remember when my brother was young. He this is when ISYP had tackle football, and my brother's team lost, and. They were like it was like a travel league at that point. So my brother's team lost, and instead of taking the bus back, they, he was like, "I want to come with you guys." Instead of taking the bus back, he's like, "No." My brother's like crying and shit. That's like, "Fuck you!" Take the fucking team bus back. You know what I mean? He's like, "Fuck this!" Are you kidding me? You gotta lose like a man. You know what I mean? So it's like there's certain things that parents do now, and like this is a whole fucking new conversation that I just had on my podcast, dude. The school system. I don't know if it's like this in your school, but my fucking god, when the kids figure out that they can get away with anything, the whole system's going to implode. It's insanity in there. You can't touch a kid on his head. You can't, hey, rub tussle his hair. You can't do that. I, I I got in trouble because I used to let... I, I think I told you this on the podcast before. I got in trouble because I'm I'm a bald man, if you guys didn't know. And my, like, I used to have... Like, my kids used to touch my head for good luck before tests. I got I got written up. There was, like, That's this actually hilarious. Thing. Yo, can I ask you a question? You said your pops, right? Yeah. Was, he used, like, a big part, part of your sports like, yeah. life. He coached... Like, I never had my father coach me. Yeah. Right? Was it different... Or do you think going forward, like in life, like you would have a different perspective on sports being that your father coached you? Like, would you want to coach? So here's the thing. Like, I would I would love to coach, but I would coach the same way that my dad did. So I told this story on one of my podcasts as well recently because I was talking about, you know, being a parent or whatever. But when I was growing up, my dad was a coach of the basketball team. And I consider myself when I was younger a really good basketball player. I was like one of the better players on the team. But at the tryout, someone had a better tryout than me. And he's like, I'm not starting you. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, I just fucking like, I'm like the best player in the team for the last three years. He's like, you're not, you, I think he's better than you. He like calls, he plays better defense. We have shooters. We don't need you to score. So I'm putting him in. And like, that's just how it is. And I feel like that's how it should be when it comes to sports. So in that aspect is what I mean, like kind of as a sport parent, but I'm definitely not going to be on the sidelines. Like, oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Lay the butt down. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy, but I do want to be kind of like involved you know what i mean yo i had uh i played soccer with this one kid who he played on the left wing so he was on the left side of the field and his dad used to put the beach chair on whichever side he was on so at halftime his pops would go to the other side to make matters worse his mom was even worse and they were like the screamers and they'd be angry when the kid had a bad game and shit i don't think i'll go to that extent i think i'd be more private like the car ride home is gonna suck for my kid <laughs> Yeah, you know, I might I might get in the car and if it's an hour ride back home, I might be quiet for a little bit and I'll be like, "So, about that game, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> what's up? Yeah, what's going on? 
I, I would imagine that I would be like, I would be the coach dad. Because I already coached my little brothers. And I already coached just for the fuck of it. And we're kids I don't have any connection to. I feel like I'm going to be a coach dad. So I feel like yelling at my kids is going to be part of my job. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know if I want to be the coach dad, honestly. I don't. I, I want to be more the practice dad. But yeah. then again, the coaches hate the practice dad because they're like, <laughs> you know, you're trying to think you're better than us. But I just wouldn't want to be involved because I see uh, a lot of things are just taken into favoritism. Like they, they like, oh, you're favoring your kid. And I don't even want to be involved in that conversation. Yeah, I feel you. Because, and I mean, that was something also, that... It's also rough for the kid because we've talked about that many times how, you know, Austin Rivers, right? He gets a lot of heat from NBA players because his pops is the coach. And going down to the youth levels... You know, oh my! You know, I my kid plays because I donate the most for this club team or whatnot. You have a lot of those, and that's, that's rough on the kid too. Yeah, I, I mean, I probably realistically would probably be the practice dad also practice because, dad. first of all, like sports, especially when it comes to sports, it's like you have to be hard on your kid because it's not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. to be good. Like if you want to be good, you got to practice, and I'm not gonna beg you to practice. I'm going to tell you, if you want to be good, ask me and I'm going to help you. But yeah. if you don't want to, I'm not going to pull you out of there and, and do it. So when you suck, I'm going to let you know it's because you don't fucking practice. You know what I mean? I'm here at your disposal. I can help you. But if you don't want to. Yeah, I feel that. My Like my parents growing up always like took it. Like they take me everywhere. Any game, they would get me there. But they never. I mean, my dad helped out here and there. Kind of like practice. Like he keep the book. He wouldn't really. Say much like when it came to baseball and like basketball, he'd be on the sideline, but he wouldn't say much. He just, you know, like if someone wants to get something, like all right, go over there, like go to the scores table, just checking in. But I remember high school, my freshman, going into high school, my freshman year, going out for soccer tryouts. I was like, yo, I want to quit, like, because we only had a varsity team. Yeah, and everyone was older than me. It was it was freshman. I knew like a couple of freshmen because like I played with them in CYO and stuff growing up. But I was like, yo, these kids are way bigger than me, better than me. I was like, I was like, I could run with them, like I kept up with them, but I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. And like, my parents lit a fire into me after that. <laughs> like, you're going back there tomorrow, like 100 percent going back there. Like, you're just as good as them. Yeah. I was like, I don't right, go back there. And then, like, I made the team, and I felt more confident than ever after that. So, like, my parents didn't help me in a sense, like with the skill stuff. It was more like the mental, mm. the mental aspect of sports, like just always keeping me. In check, like you can compl- you can play with anyone. Like don't be like that. Yeah, and that's the problem I think nowadays too, because a lot of parents will not do that. It's kind of like just give this kid something so he'll shut the hell up. That's why these little kids have iPhones and iPads. And yeah, it's or like, get them out of the house, like to be active. Like yeah, yeah we're just gonna sign you up here. It's like oh, you don't want to play baseball? Well, then play flick home run on your fucking phone. Like no, <laughs> like like make the kid go out there and like play. You know what I mean? Yo, my sister, we know how my sister is. If she picked up a baseball right now, just picked it up off the ground, I'd be like. Wow, <laughs> that is incredible because she is not, you know, into sports at all, like whatever. But when we were growing up, my parents were like, you're playing softball. And she cried every game. But it's like you just got like you got to find out if you actually hate it or not. But like a lot of kids, it's like, oh, I'm not good at it. Yeah, but you're going to get good at it. Or you're going to like maybe you get an interest in it. I feel like it, sports is very important, at least in my in my opinion. I, I agree. That's um right now my school. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, there's a lot of inequality in our society. And w- part of that inequality goes into the Bronx, and it's with sports programs. And uh, the average sports program on Staten Island has about 27 sports. Uh, the average school in the Bronx has about seven sports. And that's because the schools in the Bronx are broken up into tiny little schools. So my school only has 250 kids in the, in the middle school, mm-hmm. right? So they, they don't, they're they not a 
competitive disadvantage when they're going into school that has 2,000 kids in it, you know? So um, I think that now our school in the last few years with a new principal, and we got an AD in there um, who does a great job. Shout out. His name is David Rosen. Uh, he uh, he does a great job. He's also the, like a, he's a vice president of of whatever a bunch of shit. He's a great guy, but uh, he uh, he combines like all these little schools, and now we have like three, four little schools, and we're called Bronx United, and you could see the difference in the performances of these kids and mm. and how they are just because of sports. And I think sports teaches you to be three things. Number one, it teaches you how to fall in line and mm. just be part of something bigger than you. Uh, it teaches you resilience, how to stay with something. And it also kind of teaches you how to be a man, uh, in for women too. But like in the sense of like just how to take responsibility for your own actions and how have to, to worry about others too, right? Because you're not just letting true. yourself down; you let your teammates down. Yeah. No matter what it is, you know, you 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 don't show up to practice, you miss a game, you know, you go over five, you know, you you feel shitty. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like all of us kind of have the same perspective because we all grew up playing sports. But, like, I can't even picture, like, a kid not playing sports. Yeah, it's funny with, like, my two nephews now. Like, the older one doesn't like playing baseball. But he'll go watch watch the younger one play. And, like, he'll love it. And, like, he'll root for him. And he's, like, screaming for him to do well. But the older one still plays soccer. Like, he loves that. Like, I guess because in baseball it's tough with kids because you're standing for half the game. Yeah. That's like a young kid. Like I said before, like, they just want to pick grass. Especially if you're in the outfield as a five-year-old. What action are you getting out there? Yeah, you know, so it's like it's, it's, bombing it's shots. It's a tough Maybe Mustafa over here sending <laughs> him into the fucking. But but it's a tough sport for like a kid who's five and like wants to move around. Yeah. When you're told just stand here and like if you get it, throw it right back in. So soccer is more his speed. The older kid, and base the other younger one loves baseball. Like and he's into the Yankees now. And he's only six years old. He's always yeah. like, oh, let's go watch the Kraken. It's cool because like the Yankees do that. The Judge, like. It's just ironic that their names are easy for kids to relate to. Yeah. Like Didi, like funny names and stuff. So he's obsessed with the Yankees and stuff. So it's like cool seeing that. Like, because my older brother is 16 years older than me and my nephew 16 years younger than me. So it's kind of like the same role he had on me is like what I have. I think I have on them. So it's cool. <laughs> I, <think> I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool in that aspect. Like you're watching them take interest in sports different sports but still sports and being active at a young age like that's cool to me right and sharing the same rooting interest is obviously amazing like when the yankees are on and shit so let me ask you something if you're for instance stop if your kid decides like not decides because like i mean whatever they're super young but if they're like yo i don't want to play any sports like i'm not into this like that's (laughs) tough (laughs) like Is that something that you let happen or you're just kind of like, no, you have to like at least try this? Yeah, no, I have to at least push them in the beginning because, I mean, no sports. Like, because now you're thinking about it from a health aspect, right? You're thinking about it from what we know sports can do for us as just we grow up being better people. I think it it makes you a better person because, you know, like Tim mentioned with uh, the brotherhood and just looking out for, you know, your teammates and, and wanting to do more. So I would push them at least into like, look, just give it a try. Let's try multiple sports. Because I do think it's important that people grow up playing multiple sports. You activate a lot of different functions mm-hmm. of the body. You become a better athlete. And then at that age of 14, you know, early high school, maybe even like sophomore, junior year in high school, you can transition and say, all right, this is like, I think you should start focusing on one thing now and, and build towards that 10,000 hour rule that I think is, is right. critical. 
Right, you could put ten thousand dollars. Uh, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Maybe out Staten Island. The <laughs> <laughs> ten thousand hours into something, you become like a master at it or something. Yep, like that. Yep, is that yep. what it is? Yeah, no, from Gladwell. And, uh, and yo, how many athletes do you see now? Professional athletes, where oh, this kid was a dual All American in baseball and football, or he was yeah. a basketball player. How many tight ends were basketball players playing in college? It does because, like you said, it activates different functions in your body that make you good. You know, all these tight ends, right? They were all basketball players. And no one could beat them in jump balls because they go up to get rebounds or they go up to contest shots. So that's a different skill that, that you put into your, your craft. You I know, just like, think back to someone like Bo Jackson, too. I mean, the dude was was phenomenal, it. football and baseball, and, and but ended up hurting himself, of course. But uh, <laughs> just, just a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. All the best athletes in high school, too, were playing two sports. There was never like, oh, this guy's the best player on the uh, baseball team and, and he I, plays nothing else. And I think there's options like, you could not have a competitive kid. Some kids don't like competition, which is, you know, I I don't understand that because I'm such a competitive person. Like, you guys see how hard I even go for, like, the picks on VM and shit. So, like, <laughs> so, like I'm a competitive person. I like to win. And, you know, my girl, who I imagine having babies with, is going to is the same way. So I'd imagine my kid would be competitive. But if they're not competitive, there is alternatives. There's things like swimming. We're just talking about how Michael Phelps. That is competitive. <sighs> No, it's, it's not. It's not competitive. <laughs> That's definitely competitive. Swimming's not racing. competitive. If it's a race. If you're swimming in a meet, sure, it's competitive. But I'm talking about like hiking, swimming, running. He, like you could eventually get into competitiveness on that, but you don't have to compete. You could just do it. Like You, you have to train though for it, which not, is competing. Like, but he's talking about for exercise. Like, yeah, I'm talking about for exercise. Like okay. you could run five miles a day without competing against anybody. You can you could swim five laps. I, can, I, can, I, can, I consider all this kind of a sport though. But it, it is. It's sport. It's athletic. It's athletic. Yeah. And like, I, I don't think there's any excuse for a kid. Like, as a person who I grew up playing sports and then I got, I have a heart condition. I had a heart condition that stopped me from playing sports for a long time. And I saw what it did to me. I, I saw like all the effects it had on me as a kid. And even as a kid, I started realizing the things that were happening to me. And, you know, that's, that was a giant void in my life that I couldn't, like, I started getting angrier. And yeah. like, cause I didn't have anywhere to, to release that competitive edge. I obviously got fatter because I, didn't have anywhere to run, right. especially because, you know, I went from running all the time to not running at all, and that it it, it all like kind of snowballed. So like uh, that absence of just athletic activity, I think, is a, is not even a close to an option. Like there's something you could do even if you're a shy kid who doesn't like to be competitive. Like there's other options out there. Also, when a kid is a kid, I mean, it's a kid. He doesn't fucking know what the hell he wants or who he is or whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to like force him <laughs> to at least 13, 14 where you're like, all right, you don't like sports. You're into like chemistry and shit. Do that. You know what I mean? Run with that. And that's fine. But you're not going to not try when you're a kid. Like, I mean, you have the opportunity to just force something on a kid. You got to at least pick sports you know I mean? <laughs> and not like do meth in the back room so that, you know, that's how things happen. That's you know another I mean? thing though. Sports kept... Like myself personally, out of trouble. Like I've never smoked marijuana. I don't shy upon it, but I don't know. I've never smoked marijuana a day in my life, and like I, I've never hung out with bad kids. Like all my friends that I've grown up with have turned out to be like great people and amazing people with good jobs. And I don't know. It it developed a lot of relationships. You meet a lot of people playing sports, and you make a lot of connections playing sports that can go a long way in yeah. terms of the future endeavors so i mean that's what happened to all of us in more ways than one that's what happened to all of us like i always was terrified of smoking because i was like yo if i smoke then i can't run and like i literally as soon as i woke up in the morning in the summer i would go to the, like seven o'clock in the morning i'd be at the park like literally all day until i had to go home for dinner and i just like wouldn't eat lunch 
I was like intermittent fasting back then, not even knowing it. You know what I mean? But you were uh, skinny. No, you know what it was? was. We'd run to the deli. Like if you lost, you'd be like, right, "I'll be right back, going to the deli." Yeah, because you gotta wait. You gotta wait. Uh, but also, like boss was saying, like it keeps you out of trouble and stuff. So it was like I, I didn't want to do any of that stuff because I knew it would affect me athletically. And all the friends I have now, all literally everyone I know is just because of sports. The only reason why I have so many friends as I do is because. Uh, the park was where we all met and then we're like we where? all had that interest in sports and it's like that's all we did we would play f- basketball during the day football at night and then at, also at night we would play manhunt it was just like we were always running also i think one of the the biggest reasons why you should is your the friendships you develop right i know i know mustafa he he's a i know him for many many years just as much as i know like you guys one of your best friends you met in high school playing baseball and you still have those ties going forward so the relationships that you build whether it's high school or even beforehand one of of my close friends also i played peewee soccer with at Mm -hmm. six seven years old and that's something else the the relationships and like you said we all that was the meeting point yeah you know that was where we were gonna go and that's where we were gonna meet up and do our thing i just feel like the absence of that too it's like it could be very damaging because i do think the absence of that and kind of being okay with letting your kid be like, oh, you don't want to play? All right, that's fine. Well, you know, we just won't do that then. Like, all right, then where is that energy going? And, like, I hope your kid is interested in long-distance running because I don't know how else he's going to be active. You know what I mean? Like, kids play sports. Like, that's just what they do. Like, you have to. You know what I mean? But there are some sports, which is what we're going to get into, there are some sports that parents aren't comfortable letting their kids play uh and this one might come as like a shock to some people but like i don't think i'm gonna have my kids play soccer because i just think that especially at a super young age there's no real like teaching there there is the camaraderie i I don't like camaraderie i guess which i don't even know if if at that point at the age i'm talking about too is i'm really bad with ages with like oh in fourth grade i was this age like i have no idea but like a super young age where it's kind of just a mess and people who are back on defense, the goalies like yeah, yeah. turned around in the net, playing with the net. You know what I mean? Do, doing uh, pull-ups. Or yeah. At least trying to hit the... <laughs> doing pull-ups. The, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kid. Yeah. But uh, so I just think that like that I'm all about basketball being the sport that I'm going to like force well, on let, my kids. Let's, <laughs> let's say with, with soccer first. How, how would you feel about your kids wanting to play soccer and would you let them lose? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, just because they build that endurance and, and running, I mean, think about any sport you play, you're going to have to run. Right. So why not just get your endurance built in soccer and, and run your ass off? I agree with you on that. And that's one of the issues that the U.S. youth system has. A lot of it is if you go watch six, seven year olds play soccer, it's just 22 kids chasing the ball around. Right. But I will say, if you want your kid to be good in soccer and I'll tie two sports into it, baseball. Right? I played baseball in high school with Mustafa. I played just my senior year. Had a pretty decent glove. It took me until May to get my first hit. I remember I got the game ball for that. Shout out. <laughs> right? But, yo, I couldn't hit. And what was I seeing? 75, 80 miles per hour? It was a new world for me. So I think if you want your kid to be good at soccer, at baseball, the you know it's the only sport where you have to control with your feet. Right? You get a 50-yard pass in the NFL, you can catch it with your hands. Nah, in soccer, you got to control it with your foot. Foot-eye coordination, completely different. So if you want your kid to be good in that sport, I think that you do have to start them young. 
But the endurance, I think, is the biggest thing. And that's what I think myself personally and boss, I think you could attest to this too. That's what really helped me in all the other sports was the conditioning. Yeah, like soccer. I played every sport. Well, I played baseball, basketball, and soccer. I think those were the main three growing up. But soccer kept me in the best shape like year round because it had it was the most conditioning work I've ever done. So I definitely like let my kid play soccer. Like I played it growing up and sure like you see a lot of kids running around, but when you're a parent and your kid is screaming his head off in the house all day and he can go <laughs> out there and tire himself out for an hour running around having a good time with his friends. Like why would you not? No, I you also get to see your like they get to see their friends and they get to do something with their friends. I mean yeah. that's in any sport in general, yeah. but you know you know, that's why I like sports are great. And whatever, I mean, you know, it's 11 people on the same team and you're all going. Granted, there are, you, like you said, when the ball's on one side, 20 kids are this way, when the ball's on the other, they're all over there. But I don't know, it's, it's something about like watching. I, I love soccer, like as a, you know, as a youth sport, mostly because what Mo said, like just the running and the endurance and having them move around constantly. And you are like, there's a goal and you just like in every sport, like yeah. you want to go forward but you also want to defend so you learn a lot it's also like we said the running around to the ball but they try to have the defense play back so it's also discipline mm-hmm. you learn a lot of discipline playing soccer there's a lot of values in soccer that i feel like aren't in other sports just to like rephrase what i'm saying obviously if my kid was like you want to play soccer i'm gonna go no you're not <laughs> i'm not gonna be that guy but if i had but like it wouldn't be the one that i'm like you know because i think that if you had As to a skip pa- a season, like financially, it would no, be... No, no, no. Or just saying, like, if you had to hold your kid out for one year, for it would be soccer. Is that no, what you're saying? I don't know what the hell you're talking no, about. No, that's not what rather, I'm saying. He'd rather allocate that money elsewhere. Because I'm assuming when it comes to sports, I'm going to be the one who's going to have to introduce it. It's not they're going to be, like, for, like, yo, what's good? Well, my dad... Throw balls at me. My dad never introduced me to sports. It was my friends, and it was it was basically me. Like, sports is never a big staple I don't know, yeah, but I don't know. Because, I mean, I, I think that's kind of not... The majority, though, I feel like for the most part, parents are interested in sports, and when they're a kid, like they get them a little football toy, and they're like, "Oh, let's play catch or whatever," you know. You play fetch with like a baby or something, you know. Play but fetch. It's, like, <laughs> it's a dog now. <laughs> Yo, do you know what's another underrated thing about soccer? Foot, eye, foot connection. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The coordination. The coordination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I had to coordinate that thought. Connect real quick. your foot to your eye. But yo, my brother never played soccer. Like I never played soccer either, but I, I, I was into martial arts. I, I got pretty far in, in Taekwondo, so like, I had the foot connection. My brother is a complete spaz with his feet; can't control him. Yeah, and it's because he never did anything with his feet. It's it's crazy. He's he's a good athlete. You guys have all seen him play. Yeah, you guys it, you guys have seen him beat the MFA MFA football team a couple times. I haven't you know seen that. You know I've not saying? seen that. I haven't <laughs> seen. That. Also, like like I played soccer my whole life up until I was sixteen, and then I started playing football. I ended up going to school to kick. So that was something that I learned playing soccer and just naturally your lower body is going to be stronger than most kids, right? Just because you do so much running, you do so much conditioning on your legs where I remember the first time I I like started lifting weights, I just naturally had leg strength without ever using a weight in my life. Let me ask you this then. Would you not let your kid play a sport that you weren't good at? <laughs> no, because I'm good at every single one of them. <laughs> no, I would let my honestly, honestly, I can honestly say that I would let my kid play anything as a kid because 
I'm just like I mean, the only sport that there's really like a discrepancy about. I think is like football. Well, hold on, like we're gonna we're gonna get to that. No, but I'm saying there's no sport that I'm gonna be like. You're not gonna play. I'm not gonna say no. You're not allowed to play that. But if I had to choose, that's why I'm saying like if I'm going to impose a sport and be like, hey, this is the gonna be the one I'm gonna introduce first. It just wouldn't be soccer. I that's agree. what I meant by that. Me comment. Like I'm not gonna be like, hey, we're gonna do sports now. Here's a soccer ball. It's not gonna be a soccer yeah. ball. And definitely don't say the phrase, hey, we're going to do sports now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parent tip. <laughs> well, a big a big underrated thing with soccer also, uh, you know, you're not really wearing pads and all that. But as far as concussion goes, that's also a topic that we have to have pretty much with a lot of these sports, right? One of the highest rates in concussions, especially for girls, it's soccer. You know, because you are heading the ball at a young age so many times. So much of the game is also you could use your head, mm-hmm. right? And your head is a way that you could score a goal, a way you could get a play going, a way you could defend. And, you know, if you've ever you ever played kickball, Tim, or any anything and a ball kicks you, you know, someone kicks a ball into your grill, that shit hurt. Yeah, I mean, every ball hurts in the head. I've got, I think I've taken every single ball to the head in my life. Ball right. balls? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Yo, you set yourself up. Every there. single. I did that on purpose. Every single right. one. Put that on the tee. <laughs> knock it out the park, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about a, a sport like hockey? Ah, that's tough because. See, like, like I th- also think a hockey, I'm going to, like, kind of force on my kid because I wish I played that. But hockey is also a very expensive sport. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most Start expensive. Start saving sport. now. <laughs> Just saying, that's something you take into. Consideration too. Wouldn't I mean, I'm not really like, like taking super that. Super inexpensive, like Nick said. There's no really equipment except shin guards. Yeah, you do anything. But uh, I don't know. Hockey's, in my eyes, the most physical sport next to football, in terms of toll on your body. Like that's one of the sports where hitting is legal as long as you know. I mean, there's a legal way to hit, but hitting is legal. Fighting, not at a young age, but it's legal because you have a weapon in your hand, the stick. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to hit someone with your. You don't want to teach someone to hit someone with your stick. You got to fight it out. So I mean, that also gets obviously the eyes of a kid when you're young. You're fighting with your brother all the time, and you're like, oh, I could watching I don't know, the Rangers on a Monday night. You're like, oh, I could play this sport and I could fight. As a kid, you're like, well, I want to do that. I'm fighting my brother for fun. I could go beat someone else up. <laughs> that's how I would feel. That's how I felt like growing up. Like that's how I like. I didn't like hockey like that. But when I saw fights, I was like, oh, man, like, this is a cool sport. Like, you know, you could hit each other. Um, but in terms of letting my kid play, I probably wouldn't let my kid play. Really? My kids have yeah, nice teeth, you know. Damn, I like it. I got to agree. But I do love hockey. Hockey's a big part of my, my family, too, on my on my mom's side. Currently wearing an Islanders hat as we speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, you know, I think that if unless my kid asked me explicitly to play hockey, I wouldn't do it. Just because I don't I'm, – I'm not – I don't go to rinks, you know, and – it it does strike me as dangerous, it, and I, I would tell them like even if they played football, we'll get to football. But same thing with hockey. Like if you get one concussion, like we're gonna have to reconsider this. Just so you know. Yeah. Especially I mean, if you're 12 years old getting a concussion, like you're already gonna have problems with the brain because you're my son. That's true. <laughs> so <laughs> you got you got to stack all your chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of our friends, our friend Espo, plays D1 at NYU, right? And I remember one time watching a game with his pops, and I believe he broke his stick when he was traveling with that Vermont team he was playing. Mm-hmm. And his dad was like, God damn it again. Very expensive, like you mentioned, boss. That's something you have to factor in, too. 
yeah. skates, the sticks, especially when you get to a level where you're competing at a high level, the equipment is it's a lot. All I'm hearing is better chance of going pro. Stick too, too fucking, you can't afford the stick? That's fine. We have more of a chance to make it to the league. Let those, the people who can't afford the sticks, fine. Let them play soccer and basketball. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, we're fine. We're How making it. Hockey? Well, I mean, to Joe's point, so keeping a lead that's just for people with money, they have more access to coaching. So, yeah. I, because I, I think across every level, you can let your kid play sports for fun, but if you're going to take it to a high level, you got to have some elite coaching or good coaching because that's what makes a good player. Mm-hmm. So, I think in hockey, you know, it gives you more opportunity to hire the best coaches or extra coaches. Those little things make a big difference. Hockey for me wasn't really my taste. Like, I didn't grow up wowing about hockey. But I don't think, I mean, at least for me, New York wasn't really like a big hockey town. So, nah, it's I'm, not. yeah. So that's why I, I'm not for it. I mean, I, I don't care for it. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm pushing That's it also hockey. another thing you have to factor in. It might not be dope to play it where you're from. Yeah, I geographically, mean, like if you're growing up in Florida, you're not playing hockey. More times than not, although Austin Matthews came from Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I, I fucking, was I was just about to say that. Who, who would have guessed that one of the best players to come out in the last twenty years that's American is from Arizona? Yeah, a hot, a cold day for them is seventy nine degrees. So let me ask you. Let me like kind of change the question here. What is the one sport that if you had to, you know, if you were the one introducing your kid to sports? What's going to be the sport? Baseball. Baseball. You see, it's going to be what everyone's favorite sport is. Yeah. Don't you think? Not not me. Not necessarily. I'd probably go basketball. Mine's going to be basketball. 100%. Mine's I think definitely baseball. My I think basketball because it's like to me, I think that prepares you for just being an athlete in general because when you're starting with a sport, I think it's a good starting point, basketball, because I think it takes the most you know, to do. And it's like constant. It's like, you know what I mean? There's there's a lot of running. There's no breaks. You're playing defense and offense. You're that, responsible <clears throat> on both sides of the ball. There's a lot there. That's the thing. You can't hide yourself on a basketball court. Right. Whereas, like Boss was saying, a, a little kid playing outfield at five years old, how many balls is he going to get hit to him? You know, you could see how he can maybe get disinterested too. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's part of the reason why I want baseball to be in my kid's life. Because of that disinterest. Um, we live today's society is very everything it has happens in a snap and these screens that we look at all the time and when kids look at the screens they have no attention span and what I want for the is to have that that ability to stick it out you're you're born in the outfield oh well you're staying out here until it's time to go uh, you're, until you're good a, enough for the infield you're on an 0 for 11 <laughs> yeah or yeah so you're on, yeah, you're on an 0 and 11 guess what you're gonna take your 12th at bat regardless so what are you gonna do? You're gonna bitch about 0 for 11, or you're gonna go out there and get a hit? And I think that's a valuable lesson to teach kids. It's a, it's a way that I learned how to be resilient. Baseball is a very humbling sport too. Like three, like we said, 300, you're a Hall of Famer. Bro, humbling. I told you it took me six months to get a hit. <laughs> a hit. It's it's great. It's a it's a very hard sport, and it does take. It, it, you have to be patient. Yeah. And you know we were talking about in the beginning about letting your teammates down. When I was going 0 for 4 every game, it sucked. I didn't want to go for four. I just, I just couldn't do it. So, yeah, it, it is definitely is humbling for sure. You know what I'll add to that, too, is 
<clears throat> the mental side of the game. I think baseball is one of those things that develops you mentally because, yeah, you could be the best athlete, you could be the fastest, the strongest, you could do it all. But mentally, if you don't know how to compete, if you don't know how to take your approach in the box, if you don't know how to forget defense and, like, don't take your errors to the plate, basically, is something that they say. Uh, so, so baseball is one of those sports that teaches you to develop mentally. So you think about translating... Uh, sport experiences into lifelong experiences that help you in your career, in your life, in your relationships is baseball, at least in my opinion, because of how you can develop mentally with the right coaching again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that way about, um, about football, but I also feel like there's aspects of that in almost every sport. If you're, like you said, if you're coached the right way, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, but for me, it's just like the starting point is like the big one for me. Cause it's like, I'm not necessarily like into soccer or like whatever, but if your kid is like really good at basketball and then takes an interest in soccer, it's like, you have so many tools now from basketball that you could kind of use into that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the whole idea of playing offense and defense and, you know, being quick decisions, you know, hand, not hand eye, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, it's just, there's a lot in the sport that could help you moving forward because the first sport you ever play probably isn't you know maybe it will but there's a, there's a chance that it's not going to be the one that you're in love with when you get older and you like you're you know make your own decisions but i feel like it's a good starting point at least at least athletically because i feel like there's a lot in there again that that you could take with you yeah baseball for me too was also like family ties like my grandfather lived in my house when i was growing up and he was like a big time yankee fan so Every night it was dinner, and then he'd go upstairs and watch the Yankee game. So I would go upstairs, you know, watch whatever the first couple innings with him. And it's just baseball at at any level is easy to relate to because, like, oh, if he feels a ground ball, he'd be like, oh, you see how he did that? Like, that's what you need to do. You need to stay down on that ball and make a good throw and follow through and get the guy at first base. And you need to run hard like he does. So, I mean, it, it was easy for me to relate to because of family ties. And whenever I wanted to, I was fortunate enough to have a field across the street from my house. Not a baseball field, but like a grass field. And I could always go out and play catch whenever I wanted. And my father was always like, would always take me out or for some swings, the hitting stick, which was nice. Um, it was very easy, easily accessible, either on TV or just like going outside to have a catch. Right. Which was awesome. I mean, I we've been talking about baseball. So I'll lead this one off as far as like what I let my kid play. Knowing what I went through. I wish I played it at a younger age just because I know how I was as an athlete. I know Joey's going to laugh, but I considered myself a pretty good athlete growing up. And um, You were a good athlete growing up. Thank but you. Then. Yeah, <laughs> but then I got introduced <laughs> to Coors Light yeah. and, yeah. Natty Ice, and it was Beer. bedtime. But uh, <laughs> it's a sport where, granted, I'm not going to tell my kid at six years old, yo, do you want to be good at this in 10 years? I don't know if he's going to be into that, but... For you to be good in baseball, man, you better play that at a young age. Yeah. It's different because there are some sports that we're going to get to a little later that, you know, you don't really need to play until you're in high school and you could be good at. I think baseball is definitely one of them. And I like I never thought about that, about uh, being resilient and, you know, dedicated, right? You're 0-12, you're right? And you got to go up for your next at-back. You also have to be dedicated to the sport to show up the next game when you've just went 0-20 for and a stretch like that. You also can't hide offensively. Nowhere to hide, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, because so, like the game could be on the line, and you could be the worst batter on the team, but the game's on you, dude. Discipline and patience, too. You learn a lot playing baseball. Yeah. Because if you don't get the pitch you want, 
you can't be selfish and be like, I'm swinging at the next pitch because I don't want to walk. Mm-hmm. You got to do at times what's best for the team. And that walk is, is always good for the team, no matter how you feel about it personally, whether you want to hit 30 home runs or have 30 walks in a season. Like 30 walks is sometimes just as good as 30 home runs if they're not giving you the right pitch. And yeah, piggybacking off of what Mustafa said as well, uh, this is this is something that like sets the stage, you know, sets the stage for life and just going forward. And uh, and it, it you can't just out size everybody, and I think that's an important thing to do too. Like like Mustafa said, like you can't just be the biggest guy on the court and all of a sudden that's why you're good. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Like you throw the hardest. Well, I get if you throw it in harder, I'm hitting it out farther. Right. Or, like, or like, if you're at the plate, it's the person with the better swing who's going to make contact, not the person who's 5'5", five, five compared to the person who's 6'5". Look, Jose Altuve just won the MVP. Yeah, he's 5'2". Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so you know, it is it is what it is with that. When it comes to that, I think, uh, I think I've exhausted everything I can say about baseball. <laughs> and another thing, you can't run the clock out. Yeah. You cannot True. run the clock out. True yeah. that. But, and, but it's funny because you learn – how valuable time is in a game like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it for me, it was one of those sports that, you know, you always say yes next year, yes next year, but as you edge up the line and get through high school and college, you want it now. Like, you want to win now. You don't want to say, oh, I'll get them next year. It, it, it's it's crazy how that kind of correlates, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's also a very unique sport in the sense that the defense has the ball, if you think about it, right? Like, you have the ball as a pitcher, you can't generate runs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you're playing defense. So I don't think there's any other sport that's like that. Yeah, they said it's the one sport where the pitcher has the ball in his hand. Nothing is going on, but everyone is thinking. The coach is thinking what to do next. The batter is thinking what's coming. The pi- the, pi- the pitcher is thinking what am I going to throw. Defense, you're taught to think, anticipate where the ball is going to go. So like literally everyone's thinking nothing is going on. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys. Does it upset you that this is a sport that can only be played in one like season like it could only be really played in the spring as far as like the weather goes obviously i'm not talking about in florida but just in general like us being from new york that's why those places are hotbeds uh i always was bummed when it was the winter time because i couldn't play baseball um but you know you can't really play anything outside when it's cold yeah but you could go to indoor and play basketball. Or sure, you can go to the batting cage. So you're right. You're right. You can't really play base a baseball yeah. game indoors. It's also tough because you can't play a baseball game like without having mad friends. <laughs> Yo, it says you. I used to play full. You guys are like endurance. You know what's endurance? I used to play two on two baseball with an entire baseball field. That's terrible. With one pitcher and just I would just run after everything. Why did you play stick? Games were like forty five nothing. I mean, not nothing. Forty five like forty two. But that's what stick ball was for, like. I played stickball growing up. Yeah, but we weren't no, about that life. We were about wiffle we ball. Does yo, that count? Yo, guys, let me tell you something. We used to play with a baseball in a garage. Not not <laughs> in like a you know one of those backyard situations with a baseball and a metal bat. There was literally cars lined up each side and windows everywhere. So like, thank God we didn't grow up in this neighborhood. We yeah. used to yo. The amount of fucking windows we broke was ridiculous. You didn't think after the second window, like, maybe we, just, we should cut this out. <laughs> nah, we were dicks. I was a dick when I was a kid. My whole fa- friend I group was a dick. I could see that. You know how you like, you're like, like, we have a whole bunch of good guys, you know? Like, nah, nah. I play sports too, but the guys I grew up with, they're, they're good. They're solid men now, but they had some troubled times. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I would say, actually, I'm glad that you can't play it year-round because you think about baseball as one of those sports that it also breaks you down, like all sports. So it's good that you can't play it all year-round because that's where the discipline comes in because that's you take the off-season to train. You understand the differences and you get better or you perform your best depending on how hard you work in the off-season. Mm. So I would say I'm glad it's not all year round because if that were the case, I would have had some terrible years. But having a chance to kind of reset, take a chance, you know, take a break. Relax the body a little bit. Right, right. Get your mind off of that routine. That mundane routine for everybody, I think, is just is 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 what gets a lot of people not interested. Like you, you lose interest in something when you do it every day, all the time. It's all you do. Because what, what I'm thinking about is, you know, the the uh, the purpose of going up to bat, right? A lot of the timing. Right, so you take all those months off. Don't you think that plays a role into it? Well, you're like not so- obviously you're you're probably hitting better when you're doing it every day for six months. Yeah, then you take that break off. It, it depends. I mean, so for example, some guys if they're not taking care of their hands in baseball, if you don't take care of your hands, you're gonna get weaker and your bat speed slows down. If your bat speed slows down, you saw it with A Rod, you saw it with a lot of the big time players. Once their bat speed slows down, they are no longer as effective at any level. But we're talking specifically in the big leagues here. So if you're not taking care of your hands, your bat speed is going to slow down. You're going to washed out. So that's where the off season comes into play. You get to rest your hands a little bit, but that doesn't mean that you do zero work. Mm. You yeah, know, that's true. You too. you do some sort of moderate work. Take some time off. Get back into it. So you don't lose your timing. And again, eventually the reps over time give you that kind of muscle memory. And that's what an athlete is about, right? You, you, you're supposed to perform at levels that are not, are above average. Because so, uh, like Tim said that you don't play any sports all year round. And I mean, I played soccer all year round and I had off in the summertime. So that's a sport where, you know, you do play through all the conditions. Mm-hmm. Whereas baseball, obviously, you know, if you live in Arizona and Florida, like we said before, what about a sport that we've kind of become really passionate about lately? And that's mixed martial arts, you know, UFC fighting and stuff. And that, you know, now we're entering a different like world when it comes to combat sports. So how do you guys feel about combat sports just across the board? I think people didn't really have to deal with this when they were like, at least when we were growing up, because that's, like UFC wasn't really a thing. Exactly. That's why this one I think is really interesting because now it's so much easier to watch it. You yeah. know, you, there was the and UFC is yeah. about a 20 year old league. I think they just had their, is it the 25? It's currently the 25 year anniversary of it. So this is a new sport. This is the first sport that we'd be introducing to our kids as being the first of its kind. You know, how, how we were introduced to baseball and soccer and football. This is what MMA is. Well, MMA, the sport, is relatively new. But martial arts is the oldest oh, thing in yeah. the book. You know, I mean, like, dude, but karate so, is different than fucking UFC fighting. I mean, but all these guys that are UFC fighters are not like, I grew up cage fighting. It's all like, I that's grew what up I mean. the master of some kind of, of martial of art. a martial art. Right, now it's, a martial art. And now right. I've combine these skills into other martial arts and now you it's know martial arts. right so like as a person who was in taekwondo for uh, from when i was five to when i was diagnosed with rheumatic fever and thir- when i was 13 and got pretty far in it and I, I went i went to a whole bunch of like regional tournaments and i was all over the east coast just going on and fighting other kids from other schools and stuff and Damn, I, we should stop making fun of Tim when he loses his picks, right? <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? Fucking head kick. Yeah, I, I held the record in my karate school for the most trophies at one point. I was nice at that shit. I, I wonder if I if I didn't if I didn't uh, get this heart condition, what like 
what my future would be. Daniel Cormier right now. Because I, I was I was the the level before black belt. That's where I topped off at, and that was very rare for like a kid my age. So I would go I would go to these tournaments and like th- this t- talking about discipline. Now, yeah, my karate teacher was like this straight from Egypt dude who like was very are you Egyptian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So straight from Egypt so are your are your parents uh from Egypt? Yep, are you yep, born? Yep. Are they are they like like hard nosed, like oh, tough absolutely. with you? Yeah. So like he was very hard nosed and tough. So like like when I would when you would grimace or someone hit you, he'd be like, All right, stop. Hit him there again. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah and like and like he would he would come up and like there was a point where we would have to all be in a line and we all had to put our hands behind our backs, and he would just kick us in the stomach. <laughs> and, and like, and like, there's this is great when you're a kid and you got a grown man kicking you in the stomach. Yo, like, it's it's a valuable lesson though. That's hilarious. Because look, I, I was protected. Like, I, he didn't kick me in the bare stomach. Like, we, we used to fight with pads on, you know. So like, he wasn't abusing me in any way. Oh, Dan, this makes us less cool. But he was. <laughs> I mean, listen, he would he would kick me hard enough for me to move. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like. Like when when this is happening and you, and you're facing kids your age and you're facing kids like for me I was always a shorter kid but I was always a little stockier so I would always be fighting up a weight class so I had to I had to learn how to like be the David against these Goliaths all the time and it gave me a lot of confidence later on in my life and it gave it gave me like a lot of discipline and a lot of like focus and again like kind of just like baseball it gave me that like a uh, ability to to stay with something. Mm-hmm. Even though like it hurts now, it's not gonna hurt, and you're still in the fight, and you're there's still a chance. And this dude is bigger than you, but guess what? You're still gonna fight him because you have to, whether you like it or not. And you that's, can't run. You can't run, and that and that's something that that stayed stays with you. It's something that uh that informs you later in life. And uh, I'm I would absolutely have my kids in the martial art. Not, not only that, you could fight. Like I used to get into a ton of fights. I used to. You went to Louis Armstrong. You know that if you didn't fight Louis Armstrong, you had two options: fight or be the kid who gets picked on. So or be good at basketball. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Was and, three yo, I was I was short, I was stocky, so I got picked on a lot. So I had to fight back. And when these bigger kids would get punched in the face by me and be like, "Oh shit, like that hurts," like people stop fucking with me. Wait, so are you saying mixed martial arts or like a UFC or like karate mixed martial arts? So I was in, I was in Taekwondo. So I think I, what I would have them do is I would have my kid take a martial art, whatever, okay. like whatever martial art he may be into, karate, Taekwondo. Jiu-Jitsu, jiu-jitsu stuff like uh, that. Jiu-Jitsu is yeah. a little, a little, uh, that's like, like a lot of grappling, yeah. it's like wrestling, right? But uh, Jiu-Jitsu works. Like, I would say absolutely. I think that every kid should have some kind of martial arts training. So I remember when I was growing up, I think it was like middle school or a little before middle school, I was... One of the kids in my class, his father taught martial arts. So my mom presented me like he was handing out flyers. And she's like, oh, do you want to do this? Like a couple of my friends did it. And it never caught my interest. Like, I don't know. I just being like growing up, this was already later. I was already like, you know, mentally developing and physically developing. And I was like, I want to play something with a ball, like baseball, basketball. I was already playing soccer somewhere I could run and be active. And there was an objective to get done. Like, granted, I'm not, like, martial arts, you climb the ranks in a different way. But I want to, like, score points and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, put up a score and beat someone convincingly instead of, like, honing a craft. Which kind of like martial arts, you hone your craft and you go, and then you go, you do compete. But I don't know. I'd never, it never appealed to me personally. So if, if my kid, like, I wouldn't never, I wouldn't even, like, bring it upon my kid. 
Personally, I, to I like, feel like we're, we're it, it shows up though when you're a kid. Like when, everyone wants to be a fucking ninja. When, when I was five years old, I wanted. See, I never I did, wanted though. to be a Power Ranger. I never did. But granted, and I asked my dad to take karate so I could be a Power Ranger. Martial arts is like great for self defense. You never became right? a Power Ranger. Something to learn growing up. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. I mean, from UFC standpoint, absolutely not. I mean, at least for me, I would feel bad if I hit someone, bust their nose open. I'd be like, "Oh, you okay?" Like, which they genuinely do I though. Would, like when they stop the fight, like you've heard people say, like, "I didn't want to hurt him that bad." Like I didn't mean to do that, but like I came here and I got to do what I got to do. Yo, yeah, I don't know what those people are talking about. But that's the thing. So like, with the I used to love making kids bleed. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh, <laughs> when you're young, you just do martial arts, and it's a lot of like yeah in in front of a mirror. You know what I mean? Which I'm cool with. And even like grappling, wear some headgear, get kicked by get kicked in the stomach by your fucking I was gonna say rabbi <laughs> by your sensei, whatever. <laughs> Maybe a rabbi, whatever the fuck's going on, I don't know. Uh, but when it's when you're talking about competitively, competitively fighting, cage fighting, it's like at that point you're going to be at a certain age where like you have no control of your kid. Like when your kid's 18, 19, or 17, even you're just kind of at that point they're like making their own decisions, and you're just kind of like, "Fuck, I wish you didn't say that," but I, you know, all right, you know what I mean, but. They'd have to be good because if they sucked, it'd be like, dude, if you can't fuck me up, you're not going in there <laughs> and I'll beat the shit out of you. But if your kid <laughs> makes that decision, like, yo, I want to pursue this mixed martial arts career at 18, 19, he's like, I'm going to go fight on the amateur Yeah, circuit. I'd be down. Would you, you'd back, so you would back. I that would, I would. At that, at that point, I think they're old enough that you're just kind of like, you're just along for the ride. I'm not going to tell someone who's 18 years old, like, yo, you can't do that if that's your dream. Like, yo, do what you got to do, but I'm not going to like let my kid get in a fucking cage at seven and fight another seven-year-old if that's going to come let, about let, let me ask this at what age do you tell your kid you got to pick one sport i don't know if i would tell my no kid age. that i would i would advise them if they were like dominant at one thing and it's like yo you're playing like f you're playing football on the side when you're like an amazing you throw 95 like right dude put the football down who gives a shit you're not going pro in that for me it'd be like what you said earlier like not till late in high school or starting high school because you just build so much like muscle memory and stuff playing other sports you're utilizing different parts of your body and you i don't know there's there's diversity too like soccer is more of a european south american sport than it is american so you meet a lot of people from other cultures playing different sports that too like sports are also a cultural thing and you learn about about different cultures through different sports so i wouldn't make my kid pick a sport unless he like was like yo i'm done with this or i'm done with that i want to do this like i don't really like those other, then they're fine like if you don't like those other sports i'm not gonna force you to play them but if they wanted to play these sports year round and they weren't that good i'd be like you know play them i'm not gonna make you be like nah you're really good at this but you're not so good at this so sit that out the, the reason why i ask is because you hear about kids now getting full rides in like sixth grade so that's it's like oh, yeah. <clears throat> come on that's I mean, what i was gonna bring up the scholarship i think plays a huge role right if your kid tim is getting recruited by a mate you know wisconsin Right, and they're like, "Yo, we got a there's a baseball scholarship on the table, but your kid wants to play football. You have to have that conversation with him. Like, yo, dude, you're gonna go to school for four years, and you're not gonna have no student loan, which is what is it like the biggest debt in the country, student loans, or it's up there. It's one of the biggest debts that you could have. And it's like, yo, that's when I think I would have that conversation. Like, yo, you're a really good basketball player. Duke wants you. I would stop playing soccer. Yeah. At that point, I I feel like if my kid ever told me. I want to be a professional blank. The first thing I'll be like is, all right, do you know how much work goes into that? Because I see, like, I teach in the in the Bronx, and everyone has the same thing for what they want to be when they grow up. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be? 
You want to be in the NBA? Everyone. Every kid. So I tell them, do you know how much work it takes to be in the NBA? Do you know that you have to be the best player in your school now? You have to be the best player in the next school you were in? Then you have to be the best player in your college. Then you have to hope that you're one of the 50 best players in the country in a year. And not even the country anymore. It's it's a global shit, Yeah, too. in the world. Right? And I would tell them, like, all right, fine. You want to be a professional, professional baseball player? Fine. I will do everything I can to facilitate that. But you're taking your every single day when you come back from school, the first thing you do is you grab your glove. You grab that ball, and you take 200 cuts. You throw the ball against the wall 200 times. You 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 have to put in the work mm-hmm. because you're not going to be – your natural just being is not enough. And I think that's what a lot of kids these days miss. Like how many kids when you were young, how many kids were like, yo, I'm going to the MLB. I'm going to the NBA. People thought I was going places in like fourth grade. But <laughs> seventh grade came around. I was like, dude, you're not I'm doing anything. Joe, <laughs> <Look, laughs> be honest though. If you were to at, in, the, in the when you were in the seventh grade, if you were from that day on to commit yourself every single day to running routes, catching footballs, getting quicker, is there not a chance that you'd be there now? Yeah, I mean, there's a chance. But you're like, not. You're not a. You're not. You don't have one arm, right? You, so. It's all about the work that you put in. Right. And I think I think that's the most valuable lesson you could teach. And when and when a kid t- says that, because a lot of kids, you know, a lot of people want to be athletes because they see the rich life. They want to mm. be rich and like they don't want to put the work in. Though. They don't want to put the work. In. They think it's yeah. easy. Like all I have to do is hit baseballs. Yeah. Well, you know what? You got to outwork the next guy because guess what? If you want to be in the NFL, Tom Brady, the, the Patriots say no days off. That's their thing. If you want to be that guy, you have to top his no days off. How are you gonna top his no days off? How many times have you told yourself, yo, if I had my mind now when I was 14, because <laughs> I say that all the time, knowing what I know now and what it takes when I started doing research on what it takes to be a great athlete and your diet and, you know, you have to wake up at 4 a.m. to go put in work and run and all that. Knowing what I know now, if I had that mindset then, I think, yeah, it would have been completely different. But that's one of the things that you have to probably tell your kid and like what you tell your kids like oh Yo, you, you got to put in the work it's also a very it's 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 not for everyone you know what i mean like i can sit here and say that like of course there's a chance that you put the work in and you could be a professional athlete realistically if danny amendola can play for the patriots then i could be in the nfl because right. then it's like because it's all about you know you can develop hands you can develop everything that is the only difference is is that he was willing to not go to parties, not do anything, not give up the com- sacrifices. A, a complete, a, so many social. Go to things. the NFL and learn a new position. That too, and just like you give up so much to do that, and like I'm not well. I that. was gonna say it's <laughs> tough too in high school. Like when it comes to that point, like I know Nick knows this kid. He's from a story. Chris Megalutis mm-hmm. went played a uh, pro for the Red Bull, and he played pro in Europe too, soccer. And uh, my high school coach went to high school with him. And my high school coach went to U Albany on a played soccer there, but he partied and drank and did everything. And he'd be like, "Yo, I hit up Chris." And I'm like, "Yo, Chris, come out!" Like, and he'd come out once a month maybe. And when he came out, he was drinking orange juice or he was drinking water, and like he wasn't drinking or party or smoking or anything. And then the other times he didn't come out, he's like, "Nah, I'm just gonna go running tonight." I I like, laugh I'm good. I laugh at that because that was me in college. And like literally, I, when I went out, I was drinking water. Orange <laughs> juice is mad <laughs> random, by the way. Well, I mean, it looks like a social drink, though. Like, oh, like okay. you know what I'm saying? So give me an orange juice. <laughs> yeah, they, they legit had a picture of me on Halloween uh, with a cherry coke while everyone else was drinking. <laughs> was like, I'm turned up today. I got cherry coke. <laughs> yeah. But 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 what I would add to that is, 
even with the dedication, just to show you how difficult it is, if you don't learn those skills or show potential with those skills at an early enough age, mm. you still will get overlooked. Because, I mean, I look at my case, and I was a decent ball player in college, but by the time I felt like, man, I can really do this, it was like, yeah, you're too, you're too late. Like, you're 23, 24, you don't have any pro experience, any semi-pro experience. You don't have a track record of being that, like, that top guy who is best in the city, best in the nation, whatever. You really don't get the chance. So the, the other way to take it from a baseball standpoint is to take the semi-pro route. And then everyone tells you if you're going to take the semi-pro route, you're going to ride those buses 20 hours. And, and that's not fun. Like everyone's like, yeah, I'll do whatever it takes. Bro, riding a bus for 20 hours. Is terrible. I just said this a couple episodes ago where I was on Megabus from, from Buffalo to Rochester, which is a 45-minute trip. I was on there for seven hours, 20 hours to or 22 hours, I think it was, to get from Buffalo to New York because of the snow. Yeah. It blows. Yeah, guys got to sacrifice and do that every day. Like you said, if you're playing semi-pro or minor league ball, you're getting on those bus rides for eight hours. You want to play three days in the city, eight hours back. Yeah. but And also, like I kind of were just – you know, wanted to switch the direction of this and everything, but the elephant in the room is football. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, obviously a lot of people getting injured this year in the NFL and every year, and a lot of kids get injured, and a lot of parents are like, you know what, I'm not letting my kids play football. So I mean, are you guys? If your kid wanted to play football, are you gonna let him play football? Pop Warner, I'm talking about. I have a specific strategy for football with my future child. By the way, I want to name my daughter Astoria. You guys like that name? I heard that before. You told me that. That's our hometown. So you guys like, you like the name Astoria? I, I rock with Astoria. You could I call love her Astoria. You could call her Tori for short. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, right? <laughs> anyway, so if little Astoria, well, how's your girlfriend like that? She doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when we talk about the future and that kind of stuff, I always say like I don't say when we have kids. I say you know when little Astoria arrives. You know yeah. what? You I'm know trying what? to I'm trying to burn the seed in her head. You know there what you, you go. gotta tell her? Be like, yo, you can name the kid. I'm allowed to tell the story as to how we got to that name. And if whatever the name is, you could just make up the most outrageous story about how you came to that name. And she has to be down with it. Yeah. This is why Nick doesn't have a girlfriend. I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, planning lies for a girlfriend he doesn't have for a kid he doesn't have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yo, my kid's name's going to be Rock. Why? <laughs> Why'd you name your kid Rock? You know, best to ever do it. <laughs> rock <laughs> bottoms and shit. Yeah. No, that's, that's getting, what were we talking about? Just for, oh, football. football. You gonna let your kid? Play I'm football? gonna. I'm gonna let my. I want my kid to play either flag or touch football, early on. Um, I think that at this point, if you look at the the studies and if you look at all the injuries that can happen, and you let your kid play football, it, it's semi negligent. Um, I don't. I. With that being said, when high school rolls around, if he decides he wants to or she wants to suit up. And play some tackle football. I'm gonna say, okay, that's fine, but I'm gonna let you know right now. If you get a concussion, you're sitting that year out. That's it. And when and when you and I'm gonna sit him down and I'll be like, all right, so you want to play football? Here's all the risks that could happen, mm-hmm. and here's all the things that happen to these great people. And look, as of right now, the the most state of the art technology is not enough to prevent this stuff. And when I played high school football, I had pads that were too big. I had a helmet that was too small. I had sh- I had I had a pad here, a pad a pad on my thighs, but I was missing my shin pad on the left side and my toe and like my 
back of the like the whatever it is on the back on the right side and like this is what it is to play New York sport like not Catholic like sports for a PSAL school. Uh so if he wants to do that, that's up to him. I'm down with it. Uh personally though, he's not playing Pop Warner ever. Let me, let me throw a side question in there. So cuz I, I everyone talks about that, right? Like you got to be uh, if the game's played right, you can avoid the injury. But it's a high-speed game. So if you're trying to be preventive, don't you think you're probably more likely to get injured trying to not get a concussion? So, like, I mean... That's true. That's true. I, yo... I I think, I'm, I'm super biased when it comes to football. Like, yeah. I pray my kid wants to play football. Like, I'm all about that. And I know there's the injury risk. But there's injury risk and everything. And And, yes, like, you know, whatever. But... I just know what football has done for me personally, and I only played three years. So it was like, if you play, like, I just feel like it teaches you so much. I was a completely different person from when I started football and when I stopped playing football. I was a completely different person. Like, as far as, you know, as we, we talked about everything you talked about, as far as, you know, what sports does for you, I just feel like football for some reason is just like, insane because it's like it's literally like you're going to war it's like everyone people get hurt it hurts to do it's like you have you literally have to fight for every yard it's like i yo i fucking love it and it just it brings everyone super close even like i wasn't playing my junior year at all i stepped on the field once when we lost in the playoffs yo i was crying for like four days (laughs) i was devastated and i didn't even fucking play like it's just you just care so much because like you're a part of the system. You know what I mean? Like you you go hard for like any like everything. It depends on how you are. Like your mindset, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. There's it, a lot of people like not playing. Like oh fuck it, who cares? But it's like if you care about it and you're really trying to get everything out of this, I feel like it's so it's it's so beneficial to people. It's the only sport where if Tim is my offensive lineman, I can't be good at being a running back unless Tim does his job. So you want to talk about accountability. I think that's number one, right? How many times have we said, yo, this team can't win because they don't have an offensive line? The quarterback, it starts from the middle, right? Your offensive line needs to be good. Then your quarterback has time to make the receiver good, has enough time for the holes to develop for the running back. That sport, Joe, I agree with you a thousand percent. It taught me more about being a man than I think anything else has. Right. There's still things that I learned playing football, which is like it's it's going to carry me the rest of my life, you know, and it's a I agree with you about I don't want my kid playing until the high school level. Mm. I see myself. I never wore pads until my sophomore year going into junior year. Right. And I got pretty good at it. I got to go to college to play football. Right. So it's. Throughout the show, I was hinting how there's some sports you need to play at six years old to be good at. There's some sports that you can play at 16 and you could be good at. And I think that this is one of them. And your brain is nowhere near developed at seven, eight years old. I think Pop Warner is a joke. I'm with you on flag. Kids should play flag football up until high school, right? Or even your freshman year of high school, you should be playing flag. Because it's a sport that, you know, you're a freshman and I'm 18 years old. I'm a senior. Yo, that's, that's a massive gap. It's very dangerous. And the concussion thing, too, that's something that always gets brought up. As you know, you mentioned about the question that gets brought up. That's the big elephant in the room. Yeah, I got to second that. Having, and I'm someone who played baseball my entire life. I mean, granted, in Egypt, main sport is soccer. So I came into the country playing soccer. And that was like 
you know your your, your country pride and, yeah, and it's yeah. cool but after that it was baseball from maybe eight nine years old on uh with the exception of the half a year that i played with nick and brian that's why I, uh it's perfect that you're on because you played for half a season, right? right? And that's the only time you played. So how was that for you when you started hitting? Because, yo, you got to learn the technique, too. You know, they always say eyes up and shit. And when you get thrown out there, like you said, it's so much quicker. So how was that? Yeah, I mean, so that's what I was saying as far as football. And and my parents never let me play because of the dangers. And, and, I, and they didn't even, like, play sports themselves to say, oh, no, football. They just watched it, saw what it was, and they said, no, absolutely not. But when my father passed away, it was like I was able to kind of strong arm my mom into, <laughs> into letting me play. And I remember going to the rivalry game, uh, Bryant versus LIC, and I was like, yo, I think I could do this. It was my senior year. There was probably, like, six games left in the year, and I went out to play with, uh, you know, play safety uh, with, 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 with Nick and and uh it was a phenomenal experience simply because and again having played baseball my entire life through four years of college the only team that i've been a part of that you feel a true brotherhood that and this is why i'm now a fan of having kids play multiple sports that explosiveness that i built in football carried me big time in my baseball season so played football in the fall went into baseball in the spring and you could see the how all of the things that you exercise during that year translate onto the baseball field and you're actually a better athlete because of it. So with that being said, I am a fan now of, of my kids playing football in high school, definitely like you said, sophomore, junior year because of that. The, the, the family that you feel like you're a part of and having a fight, you know, mm -hmm. literally every inch uh, is it, just, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, I, I feel like it's one of the few sports where you have to be like tough you know mm. what I mean? Because it builds, it, it makes you tough too. I was want to talk about humbling. Yeah, yo, you, you get put to, on your ass constantly. You, you got go to man up. You, you go know, to, you go to practice, and your boys beat the shit out of you, and you got to beat the shit out of them, and they beat you into the ground, and then you got to come back tomorrow and do the same fucking thing. You ever, you ever do Oklahoma drills? Do I ever do Oklahoma drills? Do you know that one time in my my fucking junior year, it was the first practice of 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 camp. I go into Oklahoma drills. I'm the next one up, across from me. Is our captain starting middle linebacker? <laughs> I got fucking buried <laughs> the first day. I was like, "Yo, you gotta be kidding!" <laughs> Did you have the ball? Yeah, the ball. I never had me. I fucking I never had the ball in Oklahoma. I never had to do Oklahoma drills because I, I, play, I played quarterback. Hey, but but hold on, it gets better. The first time I had to hit in college for because I was kicking. So we had to practice, you know, oh. you're the last one to tackle. Yeah. I was never the fastest guy. You know, I always had my conditioning to get me through things. But when you got to tackle a running back doing kick returns and, you know, they would set it up where he's obviously not getting an 80-yard start, but you would have to do, you know, race to the cone kind of thing. You want to talk about humbling. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is Dust no joke. <laughs> I think I got out of. Oklahoma and all of those drills because I came in yeah, halfway through. Halfway through, yeah. But that doesn't mean I got laid out. Haven't got laid out. I remember specifically, and I still remember it to this day, specifically against Beach Channel. Uh, they run a counter on the backfield. So as a free safety, I'm running back across the field. Uh -oh. They cleared the wide receiver. Dude came back, wiped me out. Yeah. I'm talking about, and, and then to, to what, what is it called when you, you lose your breath or whatever? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Winded. Yeah. Oh, man. That definitely, definitely remember it. Yeah, I think, but it's like that's why I loved it so much because I played basketball like my whole life, and I played baseball when I was younger, and then I stopped doing that. But I played basketball like for the most part, and 
I didn't consider, I, like, I wouldn't have considered myself, like, a tough person at all. Like, at in any facet. You know what I mean? Like, not just, like, just personality-wise, like, anything. But, and, and I was good at basketball. But then, like, when you're playing football, I'm like, oh, I could catch passes. Like, I played in our flag league, like, whatever. Like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good. I'm quick. I could catch. So, I was like, I'm going to play receiver or whatever. And it's like, dude, you, you just, like, you, they, you forces you to be tough. And it's like, yo, you could run this slant. You better catch that ball because if you drop it, we're going to be mad at you. And, like, you could get leveled. Yeah. We would literally run a drill, the wide receivers, where someone would have a pad and you'd run a slant. And as soon as the ball touched your hand, someone would just level you. All, like, for an hour. Like, they were just, <laughs> yeah, here's what we're doing, alligators. That's you know, what they called it. My girl's, my girl's dad played football in the 70s for um, Rockaway, I think. And they used to have a drill. He said, "He's like this is this is definitely uh, good for us." Where they used to just put their helmets on and bang their heads into walls for like a half an hour a day. <laughs> it's like to build up neck strength. Yeah, yeah, that, that is definitely an old school <laughs> yeah. way of thinking. He's like, he's like, yeah, I remember. Uh, I was telling about Oklahoma drills. Like, yeah, I remember. I used to just like ram my head into a wall. <laughs> like, all right. You know what? Another thing too, which is good too, like with football. And I mean, I mean, you get you could make the case for the other ones too, but it's like with this one, it's like you kind of have to weight train. You know what I mean? With the other ones, you could kind of get away with not doing it depending on your position or whatever. But with football, it's like no matter what, you kind of have to weight train and you have to like work on your body and like even outside, like even during the season, you have to like always be working towards this goal. And it just it just makes you you know there's a regiment to everything it's like you got to practice hard your coach is on your ass there's all this responsibility you have to remember a playbook there's just so much you have to know and then when it comes to game time you got to put it all together and just like it hurts every single down and you have to fight and like everything it's like you always have to do your job because if someone even backside doesn't do their job the play could come that way it's like you have to be on your shit you know what i mean and like I said, that game has done wonders for me moving forward. And I always think about it because I always talk about how, like, I hated my high school and I wish I went somewhere else. But I'm like, if I never went to high school, I would have never played football. I'd like a serious program, like a serious football program because it was fucking hard. And, like, I would have, like, a completely different person. I feel like I would have never, I, I don't know. I would just, I feel like that made me such a tough person that I wouldn't be able to, like, deal with shit. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I just love football. But but what about the, I mean, so I also think football is one of those those sports that if you play it, even into college, you're apt to, to have it take up so much of your time that it's going to disrupt your study. So now switching from a player to a parent, do you want your kid playing football at a higher level where you know he's not necessarily getting the best out of his degree, which is potentially money that you're paying for, for college? Well, I, I think that's that's a two-headed coin because on the other hand uh, i know a lot of high school kids that would have completely disregarded their studies totally unless they had to keep their grades up to be on the football team so i, I mean it is a catch-22 like you not got really guy, though because you got football a guy season like, is like i mean first but you you got a guy like deshaun watson who got his four-year degree in three years while being the star quarterback for the national championship team and then you got a guy like johnny manzel so it's like that comes down to parenting, though, also, because it's like you're either going to have that conversation with your kid and tell him, like, listen, I don't care what the, the minimum is. You're keeping your grades here. Otherwise, I'm pulling you off the team. And that's what some parents do. And it, I mean, it works I for mean, the most part. It's easy to and say at that to point, too. I'm not going to what am I going to say to my kid? I'm not going to be like, yo, you're not playing because I want you to study. It's going to be like, yo, you 
just know that if you're not putting work in, it's like you're not going to the fucking league, dude. I mean, that was instilled in me at a young age. We're like, you can't go to the ballpark, like to the Elm Jack, unless you do your homework first. Right. So I was like, that's like that's I feel like that's where that starts. If it don't start early, then I think it's tough for kids to get into academics later on. Even though I think it com- becomes a situation like what Tim said, like they just do the bare minimum to get by to keep their grades up to get on the field. Yeah. Since we're I'm sorry, since we're peaking towards graduation and college, the one thing that I completely disagree with is that athletes are better employees. That's a I think it's a stupid idea because do you know what it's like to be someone who's active your entire life and then have to go sit in an office <laughs> still? <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's ridiculous. I don't understand that. that I mean, like, it, you know what it is? It's 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 and and like people who are ambitious and like can work towards something and like won't quit at it and like try to get better. Like, it's also I think like social that's what skills they're trying too. to like. Yeah, social you can work with a lot of different type of people. Also, a lot of a lot of it too is just like being able like the conversation thing. It's like if you have it on your resume, like oh you played lacrosse and like he played lacrosse. It's like. Oh. So I, you know, it's the same thing with like fraternities. Buy Alpha Stig. What's up? You know what I mean? It's like you know, Frat. yeah, oh, dude. Used to crush bitches back in the day. You know what I mean? It's like that's what it's fucking for. But I mean, you know, I think anyone can make a fucking good employee. I mean, I, honestly, all this all comes down to like parenting. Like if you if your kid wants to play a sport, let him. I, I think you know, and and like you or know, her. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, we story. just finished talking football. That's why. So it's just kind of it's the movement. But shout out to that chick from Stuyvesant. <laughs> I remember going to a. Tim did say he would have let his daughter play though. If you listened when he's talking earlier, said him or her. There was a girl who played on Stuyvesant when I, w- I went to an Infotech game, and she was like yeah, a yeah, linebacker. She, w- she was a running back and linebacker. Yeah, she was there when I was there too. Bro, not like shy positions. Yeah. Linebacker and running back. Yo, Nick Mangold's sister played center. She was like a really well, good center she, too. Yes, she could play center. She's like a power lifter in the Olympics, isn't she? Yeah, she was, yeah. Psycho. I remember there was this girl that played in Elm Jack that was nice and that everyone had a crush on. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I see it now. Like, a lot of girls play baseball. Yeah, it's up. cool. You know, down. I'm all about sports. I think it's very important. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Enough. <laughs> you guys ever hear that song, Lonely Island? Yeah. But I, I do think that... You know, moral of the story is, gotta kick your kid in the stomach. <laughs> it <laughs> and, is, and definitely don't say let's do sports. No, definitely let's, <laughs> let's not let's not do that. <laughs> My kids are gonna play football one day though. Maybe they'll be on the same team. Cause yo, I'll be honest with you, like I did, I thought like I was a like now looking back on it, like yo, I was a bitch, like cause basketball is like a finesse sport, and I was a point guard. Like I'm all about the pretty pass and shit. And then you go on a football field and nothing's nothing pretty about this. No, nothing pretty at all. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Antonio Brown. Dude, I remember really one of the first days in practice, it was a run play. And like at that point, I don't know, like to block the the D B like they say it, but I'm not like actually like going hard. I'm like putting my hand on. I'm like, yeah, I don't <laughs> You know what I mean? Like don't fucking go over there. But it's like they ran a run play backside and I just had my hand out like this, like waiting for this kid. Yo, he ran at me and fucking buried me. This kid on my fucking team. I had to get up and be like, well, that's how we're going to play. Okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of like you just have to always do that because, like, you know, and the defense loves fucking with you. Like, if you're on defense, like, you're all about, like, hitting people. It's like you'll hit anyone at any point. Like, I remember sometimes in high school, like, 
sometimes the DB would hit the quarterback and like our defense, our our off our fucking head coach would go ape shit. You know, like the DB coach would be like, right, yeah. I never got to hit anybody, yo. I got I got I was a uh, fun fact. My senior year when I graduated, I was the starting play on about five kids highlight tapes. I was getting loud. <laughs> Here comes the boom was like popping back then. You remember boom, that song? It's Nick the ball flying in the air. No, I never got to pop anybody, man. I was I got lit up. That's a good it's a good feeling when you pop someone and everyone goes, Oh I had a couple of those. I never had a O, but I do have like because I played like slot, so I would have some like crackbacks mm. or to have to like hit either a D end or a linebacker. And I just remember thinking like every time I would like run in and be like God damn it, I hope he doesn't see me. Because if he does, he's going to level me. It's over. Yo, I remember one time, I thought my coach was going to kill me. They ran a screen to the running back, and you have to block the DBs. So I went to go block the DB, and the safety came and just blew me up. Mm. And like everyone just came and hit the, the running back in the backfield. Yo, I thought my coach was going to beat the shit out of me. I was like, yo, fuck that. Like I hope they would never run that play again. <laughs> that you don't get used to. And then it's just like, run. Run! You fumble the ball, just run, <laughs> just run. How long yeah, you want me? What, what how long you, you want me to run for? Just go. I think we've all had been there. Yeah, it's, it's great. I remember uh, Dominic told me his football coach was like, "We're gonna push the sled until I'm tired." Dom's <laughs> <laughs> no. like, "Yo, how are you gonna get tired if you're not pushing the sled?" My like, coach I do that all the time. Yo, my coach would be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then he would hit the whole sled and move all five things. Like, I can do it, but you can't do it. Yo, you want to hear something funny? The head coach of my football team in high school is like legendary, Coach O'Connor. He passed away. But at the time, he was standing on the sidelines, and we had like an amazing – our captains were like the running the running back and the linebackers, right, and, our, and one of our DNs. And the, the middle linebacker met the running back on the sidelines, hit each other, and it knocked into our old ass coach, who's like ninety two at the time, and he goes down, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And like, "Are you all right? Are you all right? What's going on?" And he goes, and it was just like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "No, I'm not okay. Our two best guys just hit me, and I'm all right. So we got a long way to go." This is- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Yo, this fucking guy." Yo, I had one time my coach. We were playing St. John's, like our rival. Yo, a couple of players forgot their jerseys because we both both teams wore red and white. Yeah. So some our some of our players, myself included, didn't bring our other jersey to change because we had to change. Yo, the next day he's like, we lost, we wound up losing that game or tying. He's like, yo, don't bring uh, any cleats tomorrow. He's like, just bring your track shoes. We're running all practice. <laughs> next day, storm, rainstorm. Everyone's like, yo, we're all right. We're like, we're good. Like he's not gonna make us run in this. So I see my coach, like a bunch of us see him. We're like, yo, coach, we're not, we're done. He goes. Nah, go get like a hoodie or something. I'll meet you down there. He made us run for like two hours while he sat in the van. <laughs> he sat in the van in the parking lot, watched us run the track. Yeah. And he's th- like, yo, I'll, I'll tell you when you're done. Just keep running. Our thing was we had to do like, it was something like four four times as many up downs as the margin we lost at the beginning of practice. And then we'd run at the end too, but we would just run gases at the end. But, uh, I remember we played Iona Prep. They had like a filthy team. We lost 42 to 7. And like in the fourth quarter, we were just like, yeah, we're going to have to do a thousand up downs tomorrow. This is going to be fucking terrible. But moral of the story is make your kids play sports <laughs> and kick them in the stomach. Uh, 
But anyway, Mustafa, where can they find you if they want to contact you? Uh, mainly on Instagram, Mustafa underscore Golem. How you spell uh, that? Yeah, it's not Mufasa. It's uh, M- <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, yeah, so it's uh, M-O-S-T-A-F-A underscore Gonum, G-H-O-N-I-M. Cool. G-H-O-N-I-M. N-I-M. It's a late. All right. And uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Petrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. Oh, my God. Nick? Lambm 10 everywhere. Boss? At Individual27 on Twitter and Instagram. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Sanigato and go follow the show at Veterans Minimum and hit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you next time. Later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.